Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, everybody out there. Welcome back to Positively Wrestling. I am Tim Kennard, and of course, the heel to my baby face, the brain to my gorilla, the straight commentator to my color. I don't know. Uh, It is Steven Davidson. How are you doing today, Steve? Tim, I have declared myself for the Royal Rumble. I'm celebrating by drinking milk out of the milk carton with Asuka's face on the side, and I'm ready to go. I, I have the same milk carton in my fridge. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Um, but real quick, before we get into our three count, I did want to say, cause we did talk about it, uh, last week, uh, some good news. Yes. Some really good news. I know where you're going with this. We didn't talk about it, but I don't know what this is, but literally what 10 minutes, less than 10 minutes after everything hit on Twitter with Bailey's, uh, brother, he was found safe. Yeah. And that is awesome. That is great news. And we're really happy that that happened. Um, so by the time, I guess, that ours actually aired, he had already been found. I think by the time we had finished recording. Yeah. Probably. So, yeah. She, she said it was really, really fast after, after it hit online. So, yeah. So good, thank, good, good news. Yeah. Thank goodness for that. Um, but we are going to jump into our three count. We got a lot to talk about this week. So we're going to get right into it. Last week, you challenged me to the, our three favorite wrestlers that never got to grab that big gold or at least the most deserving the the most most deserving they don't have to be in order of who you like the most just who you think could have been the best champion that wasn't who deserved to be champion that didn't get to um and your three picks and my three picks and uh we were talking about this before the show uh and trying to determine you know some of these people and one of them that originally was on my list uh, and we, we moved him off and there's an asterisk, but he does deserve an honorable mention. I feel, I think we both think that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's Rick rude. Rick rude uh, definitely exuded all the qualities of being a world champion. I think either of the companies would have been fine to have him have that main strap and be the guy. I think you could totally argue that. And then we did, with the research we did, you had pulled up something because this is kind of a debate that we have found <laughs> yeah, uh, about this online, um, having to do with the international world title. Yeah, there was a, a point in WCW after the WCW-NWA split when there was a WCW champion with a new belt and a world heavyweight champion slash international heavyweight champion, that was the big gold belt. And and Rude had that belt, but that belt is not officially included in the lineage of the WCW championship. Mm. So it's kind of a weird thing. It's, it's not altogether different from the debates over some of Ric Flair's world title reigns, what counts and what doesn't. Right. This is kind of like that. I never considered Rude to be a former world champion. I would have been fine with him being on your list. Um, and he was a tremendous talent. Dude could talk. Dude could wrestle. Um, he looked like a billion bucks. Forget a million bucks. Oh, yeah. He looked like a billion bucks. And, uh, yeah, he was he, 
you watched him when he was on TV. That's for sure. You didn't yes. turn away. You knew you were going to see something fun and something good. And uh, he, I mean, he, he was right there. He was toying with the main event scene for his whole WWF run, basically. Mm-hmm. Although he never, he had one match with Hulk Hogan. One. one. That's it. One. Never on TV. One match. Hogan didn't want to do it for whatever reason. Didn't want to work with Rude. But Rude got a good thing out of the Warrior. Got the Warrior mm-hmm. to some of his best matches ever. So, yeah, absolutely. I'm 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 with you on Rick Rude. Awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah, just absolutely love Rick and again so deserving as well but we wanted to throw him in there even though he does have kind of an asterisk depending on how you look at the the arguments um but uh jumping in i guess since you challenged i'll go first with my number three and uh for me i mean it's hard to get away from he's got to be on the list and that's the hot rod it's roddy roddy piper man uh the guy was everywhere he was he was right there with the advent of WrestleMania um, in, in what could be, I mean, at that time, that was definitely the event, the height. It was Vince push for this big event. It was going to be make it or break it basically for the WWE or WWF at the time. And you had uh, Piper in there and he was just that tremendous foil, that heel for Hogan uh, to work with. And his whole career, like I say, kind of like rude he was always up there he was always in main event matches but he just never got to grab that brass ring and be the guy that led the company um and i think he's very very deserving to be on the list of people who deserved a world title but did not get one the closest he ever came was uh beating hogan in wcw when hogan was the champion in the nwo and he beat him clean one-on-one on pay-per-view in a non-title match. Yeah. <laughs> like why, why? I don't know why WCW was having non-title matches on pay-per-view, but there it was. Um, and uh, that was basically the only clean finish those two ever had in a match. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, you're right. He was up there all the time and uh, yeah, good call. Good call. Hey. All right. So my turn, number three, I'm going with the first heel I ever loved as a kid. Would have made a tremendous champion, Mr. Perfect. Oh, yes. Uh, He he had it all. We've talked about him before. You can't not love Mr. Perfect. Um, And the gimmick was part of it. Uh, He owned it. And he, he was always great, but he was never as great as when he was Mr. Perfect. It wasn't the same when he went to WCW. Um, he was he was definitely a top name in the AWA. Um, but uh, man, as Mr. Perfect, he was he he was one of the top faces of the company during his run. Yes. Um, and uh, he did have main event programs with Hogan and with Warrior when they were champion. And he had tremendous intercontinental title reigns. And he was just always there and having great matches, matches with Bret Hart that people still talk about to this day. One at SummerSlam 91, one at King of the Ring 93. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and no one would have blinked an eye if no. he had been the WWF champion. And it's it's too bad. I think timing timing is a big part of it for I probably most, if not all, the names we're going to talk about here. Um, so timing, I think, was a big part of it just when he was there. But uh, even even though 
he was there at the same time of Hogan as Hogan and Warrior, no one would have said that guy if he just up and beat him one night in the middle of Madison Square Garden for the title. Yeah. Uh, I always love Mr. Perfect. I'm right there with you. Uh, another one so deserving. And like you say, he was always, I mean, he had those great main event programs and he was phenomenal in the mid card. He ran the mid card mm-hmm. like nobody's business. He was the top guy in the mid card with the intercontinental championship. Um, and I, man, and maybe that gave him a stigma. Who knows? That's backstage stuff that in politics we don't even know about. Um, but yeah, he definitely should have been wearing, uh, that Eagle belt for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, great choice. Great, great choice. My number two, um, and I got to keep it too sweet. It's got to be Scott Hall for me. Ah. Scott Hall. Another one. Um, I mean, as razor again, great intercontinental champion. Um, but he had the size he could go in the ring. I mean, before the personal demons, obviously, but especially in his WWF run, good Lord, he was right up there as the, one of the top workers and he had the size. I just never could quite understand why he never got a run with the strap. He had the size, he had the look, he had the character, he had the performances. Uh, There was a time when the top five names in WWE were Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, Diesel, and Razor Ramon. And he's the only one of that group that never won the world title. Yeah, and it's such a shame. And uh, yeah, again, it's one of those that, it's probably, it's timing because again, you just listed off five tremendous names. Uh, and the four in front of him, it's like, okay, if you're not going to get a world title, these four are a good roadblock <laughs> to keep yeah. you from it yeah. uh, when you're in the company at the same time. But I would have loved to see him get that strap, especially yeah. at the height of his Razor Ramon face. Yeah. Uh, run. Yeah. Yeah. And much like Kurt Henning was never better than when he was Mr. Perfect, Scott Hall was never better than when he was Razor Ramon. Right. And to this day, one of my favorite characters ever in wrestling. And he just owned it. He, he owned it, and yeah, he wasn't the same when he left that character behind. Yeah, I mean, as much as it was revolutionary that, you know, uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, uh, at, you know, ended up being their own personas when they did the NWO, and that was great, but after about a year is when we started to fall into Hall getting his personal demons, kind of getting the better of him, and he kind of fell off. Yeah, but yeah, but no, WWF Razor Ramon, he oozed that machismo and he was oh. awesome. As oh, the you're bad man. guy, <laughs> the bad guy. <laughs> All right, number two for me, <sighs> nobody had a better laugh. The million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gotta man. love it. Oh, there was nothing this guy did wrong he did everything right. And uh, he was almost, he was closer to being champion than anybody else. We're going to talk about on this list. Cause Andre, the giant handed him the belt in the middle of the ring in Indianapolis on February 5th, 1988. We thought he was champion. He wrestled at house shows and was announced as champion, but he was never officially recognized uh. as the WWF champion. And then they went on to WrestleMania four. He made it to the finals of the tournament and then lost to the macho man. Um, but you know, he's talked about that and he has since said that he didn't want to win the title because for him being a heel, there was more money in 
chasing and in being the challenger. Because if you're the challenger, you can challenge Hulk Hogan when he's champion. Mm -hmm. And then when Macho Man's champion, guess what? You You can challenge him too. Now you've had two main event runs and you can just keep challenging the face champions and you can stay at the top of the card. And he preferred that. Um, I, I met him in an access and told him I thought he should have been champion. And he was, he was nice about it, but he wasn't like, Oh, thank you for saying it. And I, at the time I was like, well, that was kind of an odd <laughs> reaction, but now I get it. And uh, hearing him years later, talk about it. So that makes sense, but still would have made a great champion. What an awesome heel he was. Yes. He, he lived the gimmick. He lived it in real life. They, they gave him the means to do it. They gave him limousines. They, they gave him what he needed to live as a million dollar man in the real world. And he just owned it and he was tremendous and he was tremendous in the ring and on the mic. Yes, I agree that a fantastic number two choice. Uh, it's my number one choice. <laughs> it's oh. the million dollar man. So, <laughs> all right. All right. Um, a good, uh, at least it segues like that. So we're not bouncing from three to one or nothing like that, but yeah, yeah, no, uh, Ted DiBiase, tremendous, tremendous heel. Um, yeah, getting paying Andre to give him the belt. Um, the paying uh, before, and I think before that, that's where he paid to bring in the lookalike Hebner, right? It was that that night. That was that night. Okay, was that, that was night. that night. Yeah, uh, that I re- I remember that still. That was one of my earliest uh, watching it on TV memories, not like on videotape from the from renting it or anything like that, but watching that because it was. Saturday night's main event? It was not Saturday night's main event. It was on a Friday night. It was just the main event. The main event. Yeah. Uh, and I remember there at the end, and then I'm, you know, I'm a kid and I'm just like, those two guys look exactly alike. Yeah. What's going on here? They're screwing Hulk Hogan. No. <laughs> I hate <laughs> yeah. you, million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. But yeah, so great. He was and and I never thought about it until you said that whole thing about why he preferred to not win the belt. From a business standpoint, it makes so much sense. Yeah. You get yeah. paid more when you're in the main event, even though you're not winning that championship money, bringing home that purse, you're still getting a much bigger payout mm. than and a, and a percentage of the gate or however they figured it up back then. Right. Um, then if you were wrestling at the middle of the card. Yeah. Even as yeah. probably and, and- intercontinental champion, you probably still didn't make as much as the, the other guy in the main event. No, and and he was in the main event. Like he didn't even wrestle in that match between Hogan and Andre, where Andre gave him, where he brought in, you know, Earl Hebner, because mm-hmm. Dave Hebner was the main referee at the time. So he brought yeah. in Earl Hebner, and uh, Andre gave him the belt that night. That night is still the most watched wrestling match in history of thirty three million people. Thirty three million people. Take that in. I'm not making that number up. Look it up. 33 million people watched Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant that night. That's insane. That will never happen again. It's going to have that record until humanity is gone. And uh, the Million Dollar Man was right there in the middle of it. And when Andre handed him the belt, it wasn't like, who's this loser? It was, oh, he pulled it off. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, it makes me want to go back and watch it right now. Like It's on the WWE Network. Hey, $9.99. That's right. Just $9.99. Yeah. (laughs) Well, all right. So my number one, 
Um, good thing we did not bounce from number three to number one there, but we're going to here because it's Rowdy Roddy Piper <laughs> is my number one. <laughs> so I didn't say too much about him when you right. had him as, as right. your pick because I, I was going to save some for mine. Yeah. Uh, everything you said, I echo. Um, he, there would have been Hogan and Vince get credit, get all the credit for the rock and wrestling connection for the big wrestling boom in the eighties, but it would not have happened if Hogan had not had Rowdy Roddy Piper to play off of a heel of his caliber. The, the, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show before, but the very first wrestling match I ever went to was a house show in St. Louis, Missouri. And the main event was Hulk Hogan versus Rowdy Roddy Piper. That was the main event of my first show. You can't top that. No, can't top it. And um, he, he, again, like I said about Mr. Perfect, you would have bought it if, if he had beaten Hogan. Um, it, it wasn't like, oh, Hogan's going to take this wimp. It was like, oh, I hope Hogan can get by him again. That's, that's what it felt like because he was believable. And he insisted, nowadays people would whine about this, Tim. They would whine, but he insisted that he not lose by pin. Hmm. And look at what it did. Yeah. I mean, it made him credible. He would lose by disqualification. He would lose by countout. He would lose, just not by pin. Um, because it it made it appear so Hogan couldn't really put him away, and it 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 made that feud epic and legendary, and it lasted and lasted, and no one got tired of it because they were both so good at what they were doing. And Piper was the main event, and yes, had he been champion, it would have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. But it was Hulkamania, and you know you don't want to turn that gravy train loose, yeah, when it's, when it's pulling in the the dough. That's true. That's very true. But yeah, no, Rowdy Roddy Piper, definitely one of the most deserved non-world title holders that we've ever had. I mean, number three for me, number one for you. But like we said, I went back and forth on how to number mine in there. So don't let the numbers fool you. Yeah, it was tough. Um, And I had Jake Roberts and Bam Bam Bigelow. They were in the hunt for me too. Jake was in the hunt for mine. I didn't yeah. think about Bam Bam though. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great, great challenge. I like. And that by the way, I I met Roddy Roddy Piper at a hotel bar in uh, Hampton, Virginia, and he what I've never met anyone nicer than Roddy Roddy Piper. I feel like if I had said, "Hey, let's have a wrestling match," he would have been like, "All right, let's go." <laughs> um, like he was willing to do whatever, and he just took the most awesome picture with me. I think. I think I look happier in that picture than at any other moment in my entire life. Just <laughs> how old were you? How, when was this? Uh, this was 2010 ish, 2011. Oh, okay. So not that far. Not, I mean, you not weren't now. like, you weren't little. <laughs> no, you were a man. Yeah. Um, I didn't feel like it though at the time. <laughs> ah, I don't know there, young fella. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe I'll, I'll repost that picture. I'll put that picture up on, the positively wrestling Twitter and uh, let you all see that. So go, go to plus WrestleCast. I'll have that up by the time you, uh, you hear this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great picture. And uh, I, I just look so happy in that picture and it's rare. Cause I hate having my picture taken, <laughs> but yeah, great choice for Roddy Roddy Piper. That's our three count this week. And uh, time for me to challenge love and... when it's not my turn to pick. Aha. And we are in the Royal Rumble month. We're leading up to the Royal Rumble. And previously, 
we did our favorite three rumble matches, like actual rumble matches. Um, this time, I would like to know your three favorite Royal Rumble surprise entrants. Oh, okay. Ooh, I'm going to have to dig through my memory for this. Okay. And again, doesn't have to have had the biggest impact on the match. They don't have to have won. It could have been in and out. But which three made you, I guess, filled you with the most joy and elation? Like, oh, my God, like, what a surprise. It was definitely, definitely Santina in the Women's Rumble, Tim. The less we talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I saw it coming, I knew it was happening. I think I even because we watched that one together. Yeah. Oh, uh, and I called I'm still, that. <laughs> I'm still so mad about that. What a waste. Oh, I know. Nothing against Santina, but another woman should have had that spot. But we're 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 getting off on a tangent. Yeah, but anyway, that yeah. that's the challenger. Three favorite surprise entrants to the men's or women's Royal Rumble matches. All right, good All call. Right. Now jumping into our show proper. Uh got a lot to talk about. And I mean, off the top, breaking news happened uh, uh late Sunday. Or was it early? No, late Sunday night. Um, and it's uh, Drew McIntyre, of course, diagnosed with COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously plans for Raw had to change. Now, first and foremost, Drew, we hope you get better soon. Take care yep. of yourself. Don't rush back if you don't need to. I know yep. we're going to get it's, into it. It's good that he, as of now, is asymptomatic. So he's not suffering through this. Hopefully he stays that way. Yes, um so yes get healthy take care of yourself we want you back soon um but yeah i mean that's uh it's crazy and there's there's rumors that there are more names the latest i've read is that four people four people is what i'm is what i'm reading one of them being drew and then three others um there there were people not on the show not Mm -hmm. on raw on monday night um but apparently a lot of them were backstage and just weren't used Okay. Yeah. So, so I don't know what's going on. So we don't really know the hide or hair of that. Um, but I mean, obviously this is going to have potential implications because I mean, best case scenario, you know, he quarantines, he's fine in a couple weeks and is back maybe as soon as the go home show maybe. for the rumble, maybe touch, touch and go probably for that. Yeah. Um, but should be back for the rumble is as long as nothing goes horribly wrong. Yeah. But I mean, then worst case scenario, obviously. Um, and they're saying they're, they're pretty sure he did not have it until after last week's show, which is what we right. hope um, given how close contact he was with a lot of people, um, older people and older people. Uh, I mean, Hogan and Jimmy Hart, uh, mm-hmm in that segment. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, But yeah, we hope that this is contained and it doesn't become an outbreak of epic proportions. Um, But yeah, our thoughts out to you, Drew, please get better soon. Uh, Anything else you want to touch on on that subject? Uh, I think we'll come back to, to raw and, and the the backstage people will come back around to that a little bit later. So other than that, no, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, Hope he gets well. Hope he, he feels okay. And uh, yeah, take care of yourself. Like you said. 
Yeah, and our next note on our show run, I've got to let you do it. So go ahead. Uh, I know you're dying to talk about oh it. Oh, yeah, baby. Sasha Banks, the Sports Illustrated Wrestler of the Year. Finally, somebody got it right. The fans sure didn't when they voted for the Slammies. So, yes. <laughs> I'm not making this stuff up, folks. I'm not talking about how great she is because I like her. I've said, I've said something like this before. I like her because of how great she is. I'm not just out here talking about her because she's hot or something like that. She can go and she had the best year of anyone. And that's absolutely, I think, just the facts. Uh, In the ring, she had a year comparable to Shawn Michaels 96 or Bret Hart's 97. Great match after great match after great match. Match of the night after match of the night after match of the night after match of the year after match of the night. Um, Nobody was touching her as far as consistency in the ring. And then kayfabe, she won all three women's titles, main roster women's titles in the calendar year. Nobody's ever done that. Yeah, she did true. it. It's true. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't sit here and tell you she's not deserving. She definitely is. Um, I just wish, you know, it would have been a credible publication. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I like sports illustrated. I'm just kidding. Um, Happy that they're covering wrestling stuff, actually. I'm yeah, yeah. Getting well, you know, mainstream. Mick Foley always said it's it's predetermined, but it's still a sport in the same sense that figure skating is a sport or yes. gymnastics is a sport. What they do is predetermined, but it's still athletic and they go out there and they're judged by people mm-hmm. and they are rewarded based upon their performance. And that's what wrestlers do. They go out there, they perform athletically. And they are judged in this case by, you know, whoever Vince McMahon, Triple H, and then they are rewarded based on their performance. So in that sense, it's a sport. If figure skating is a sport. Yeah. I mean, it takes a skill that not everybody has or can develop. Um, Not anybody can just, Hey, I'm going to go be a pro wrestler. No, no, you're not. (laughs) Yeah. Probably going to get hurt. (laughs) Remember how, remember how winded Lawrence Taylor was after his WrestleMania 11 match with Bam Bam. He had to literally be carried out of the ring. Yeah. And he was a professional athlete, and a good one. Yeah, very, very, very true. Yeah, and yeah, so you, uh, yes, she's very deserving of the Sports Illustrated Wrestler of the Year. Congratulations, Sasha. You have Steve over the moon elated, and, and yes, he feels vindicated. And, and Absolutely vindicated. <laughs> Told you. Well, I will let you continue to control the mic as we have some stardom news you wanted to talk about. Yeah, just a little bit here. Um, I mentioned last week I was I, I'd watched everything they'd posted. Um, they posted half of a show from I think the night before we recorded. If they posted one more match, uh, I, I guess I didn't mention it last week because really what they posted had just been um, just matches with no actual no actual storyline advancement or or setting up anything for the future. If they posted one more match, the next match I would have had something to talk about last week, Tim. Yeah. Um, in the very next match. The one that they hadn't posted before we recorded last week, uh, it was a, a six-woman tag, and uh, it was Queen's Quest uh, against Stars and Azumi from Queen's Quest. Uh, after the match, she is the high-speed champion, which is their equivalent of the cruiserweight or light heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. She she challenged Gokigan Death to a title match. Now Azumi's the champion, so she's challenging the challenger. Um, which kind of it's not unheard of in stardom uh they do really try to make it seem like it's competition for competition's sake and that the champions want to defend their titles and like to defend their titles against top competition um but what's interesting 
now okay go keegan death if you don't know she she before she was in hanakamura's uh tokyo cyber squad stable as death yamasan basically a metalhead um yeah she came out in kiss makeup and and um but she was also kind of a comedy wrestler um she toes that line she's a comedy wrestler who gets legitimate wins over people okay uh so it's tough to do she pulls it off when tokyo cyber squad was disbanded and she joined stars she wanted a happier presentation so she became gokegan death a circus clown who loves death metal (laughs) (laughs) and she somehow makes it work so she'll come out and she'll she'll throw the fingers up and she'll say death death but she's a circus clown and she (laughs) smiles and she's happy um and it's awesome but before she was either of those she wrestled as herself um kaori yonayama for a long time she's been around a long time she's one of the older stars um she's been around a while and despite being essentially a comedy gimmick she can go she can really wrestle and they often put her in there with the younger ones to kind of help them get their feet under them and uh azumi made the challenge she said but i want to wrestle the real you without the makeup without the face paint so uh at that point mayu awatani jumped up and down she was on she's in stars she leads stars and she was mm-hmm. on uh gokegan death's team and she grabbed the mic and she said yes i want to see it i want to see it <laughs> and uh and death said okay mayu says it's okay <laughs> so i guess she had to get permission from her leader but uh yeah so she's going to wrestle as herself kaori yonayama for the first time in a long time and uh she's going to get a title shot and so that's going to be cool when she made the challenge um the, it got an audible ooh from the crowd Uh, so it's definitely something cool um other than that uh putting up uh the show from a few days ago they're only halfway through that so that's about it but that that's going to be interesting that's going to be interesting and i wanted to mention it so yeah looking forward to that very very cool that sounds awesome (laughs) that sounds absolutely awesome uh moving into some nxt um i'm going to talk about carrying cross versus damian priest had a a match and of course Carrion picked up the win here um pretty decisively. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I'm just gonna be real. I don't get Carrion Cross. Like he's he's a cool entrance. Mm-hmm. But beyond the entrance and beyond having Scarlet there, I don't it's not if he was 285 pounds and you know six foot seven, I would understand him being presented as some unstoppable physical force, mm-hmm. but he's not that big and he's overpowering people that are much larger than him and taking main eventers and putting I mean, he, he put Keith Lee to sleep and took his title. Yeah. Um, and now he's done it to Damian priest who we hear is probably getting called up and was supposed to have already gotten called up, but that was pushed back a little bit. Um, I don't understand the presentation. I'm not saying he's not a good wrestler. I'm not saying he doesn't have anything to offer. I'm just saying that what I see and what we're being given, I'm having trouble reconciling those two things. Okay. Okay. I kind of, I, I uh, equate a little bit of carrying cross and how he's being presented to kind of how I think they should have presented Cesaro. Because Cesaro 
pound for pound, probably the or at least one of the strongest guys in the company. I would Regardless probably say the. He yeah, is. If you ask me, yeah, tremendously strong. But yeah. when you look at him, you're like, okay, that guy's strong. But you wouldn't think, hey, he's stronger than Keith Lee, or hey, he's stronger than um, a Braun Strowman. But he very he he could be. He very mm-hmm. well probably is and could be, and. I think that's kind of what they're going for is that Carrion is that type of performer and that character. And that's why he isn't as big, but they're letting him overpower him. So it kind of makes him a monster. Now, does it work? Yeah, that's opinions. You know, that it doesn't quite work for you. I'm not saying it's working for me. It just, it doesn't just not distract me, but it doesn't bother me as much. Mm-hmm. Um, what again and again it's more because of the injury it, we're kind of still in that holding pattern so i gotta wait and see where we go with this is this all it's going to be is it just going to be this every single time are we going to see a new dimension to this uh which i would like to see a new dimension um so yeah but i, I, I with with cesaro though we see him back it up like we see him do the the cesaro swing to the big show that's true and and things like that and so i haven't Unless I'm forgetting something. Am I forgetting anything? Has he had any sort of display of strength like that or anything? Not one that sticks out to mind. I'll be very, yeah. very honest. I can't pick anything out. Um, so nothing earth shattering anyway. If, um, if he was, he, he can be vicious. If he was more of a vicious technician that picked his opponents apart and, and targeted, you know, was just malicious in trying to injure them through um almost like a timothy thatcher type okay um but i I think he's got more charisma than timothy thatcher who feels a little forced to me um so i i I, that's kind of what i would see him as and i think it would be working better for me if he was more of a, a malicious technician who liked rather than to just win matches with his abilities like to win matches and hurt people along the way yeah and 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 i i i don't disagree um so we'll see hopefully they'll add some more dimension to that character um going forward but yeah and the damian priest obviously um did what normally happens takes that kind of loss on the way out like i say he was supposedly um supposed to be uh brought up to smackdown as like right. Kevin Owens' best friend or something like that right. coming in. Yeah. And, but they, but yeah, I think it was Owens was like, yeah, I don't know that that makes sense. It doesn't quite yeah. fit. Same thing with Roman. So they decided against it. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure they'll find something else for him. He'll be debut. And I'm sure soon they might hold him till the rumble. Yeah. Uh, but and yeah. do you like what he's been doing? Like, like I've mentioned before, he's definitely upped his, his, uh, his personality yeah. and his charisma. And I, since he's been able to talk, he's grown on me significantly. Yeah. So hopefully more good things for Damien in the future. Um, then we had Xylee and the mystery figure, the running little story. <laughs> it looked like Mumra sitting there in that chair. Who, what was that? <laughs> I don't know what it was, but I liked it. Like I'm, I'm intrigued by this. I it's, it does. It feels like something out of Mortal Kombat, yeah, or something like that. It really does. It's completely different, and I think it's done a lot for Zia Lee. We'll see if if it does the same for Boa when he gets back in the ring too. But 
I, I don't have any thoughts on who this is or where they're going with it. I just thought it was cool and wanted to mention it. Yeah. It's, it's just very different. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I really enjoy what they're doing with these little vignettes and, uh, they keep towing that line, giving you just a little bit, but not really anything. You're still just kind of confused. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he was there in the aisle when she was wrestling in that chair, mm-hmm. <laughs> sitting there like, you know, like Mr. Burns about to open the floor beneath you and send you down to hell or something. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what it was. And I think that's why I liked it so much. Because <laughs> uh, I don't know what it is, but it was a cool image, and Zia Lee was really intense and is showing me something extra. And I want to know what they're doing with the mystery figure. I hope they keep it a mystery for a little while. I, don't tell us next week. Uh, the the yeah. less you know, the more interesting it is. So keep that going for a little while, and just keep doing cool stuff with this. I don't know what yes. it is, but I love it. I agree. Um, speaking about Damian Priest and his eminent debut on the main roster uh we can skip over to Rhea Ripley who had a uh a, a, a good match with uh Raquel Gonzalez and Raquel getting the big W at the end that crazy spot um at the end of that last man standing match the last yeah, woman last standing woman stand. yeah um and it seemingly is signifying that Rhea as i have been predicting for eons now uh will be coming to the main roster um do you think it's we see her seven years <laughs> do you think we see her before the rumble do you uh, think she'll no. be off tv i think she'll be off tv i agree i think y- you save that even though as it and this is something that got officially confirmed we will have no crowd for the rumble it will be right. uh just in the thunderdome um so you save it for that that kind of surprise. You get some because I think we're still going to have surprises for the Rumble. I don't know if they're going to be those big earth shattering ones. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I, yeah. who knows? Hmm. It may be business as usual. You still want to get your audience talking, though. So that's true. You want to, especially want with ratings down. In. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. Um, um, but something else though is that they've got to be careful with Rhea because the way that they've booked her for the last year has essentially been as someone who, who can't get the job done in the big matches anymore. Yeah. Uh, another loss and another clean loss when it counted for Rhea Ripley. So that's Charlotte, that's Io Shirai, that's Raquel Gonzalez. It's just loss after loss after loss. And, you know, a little more than a year ago going into the Royal rumble of 2020. So at the end of 2019, she was beating Charlotte and and the top stars of the main roster. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just, Survivor Series. Yeah. Her performance at Survivor Series that year was just insane. Yeah. And, and not I, only that, but then it was, what, War Games right before that? Right. So, yeah. Right. So, I don't know what's changed, and I, I do understand the thinking that they wanted to put somebody over on the way out if she's, if she's finally being called up. Um but uh, it's also at the same time, she's had so many losses, it's doing some damage to her. So they need to, to figure something out to reestablish her as the, the threat that they want us to think that she is. Yeah. And I differ in opinion just slightly. I, I, I don't really have as much a problem with the losses to Raquel or to EO. It's the loss to Charlotte that I think hurt her. Oh, that, that's where it started for sure. I think that because you had, you put her on mania, which 
awesome that she got a spot on Mania. I'm not saying she didn't deserve it. She most certainly did. Sure. And they put on a hell of a match, but it should have been her winning and, you know, defending that title successfully. It should not have been Charlotte winning. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think you're right in the sense that without that loss to Charlotte, I don't think the other losses would carry It wouldn't the stick in way. your mind as much. Right. But for the last year, she's basically been booked as a loser mm-hmm. in the big matches. And that something has to change there if they want her to be the star that uh, we all know she could be. Yeah. So hopefully they can get that on track. I'm a huge Rhea Ripley fan. So yep. do you have uh, any other Rhea Ripley predictions this week? Uh, let's see. Um, so we, we got the main roster. We got the, the debuting at the rumble. I predict that she would be in the final four. Um, I predict she will probably have something for breakfast tomorrow that involves protein and her workout. Um, <laughs> All right, you check in with her and let us know next week. I, I will. I, I'll get her on the horn as soon as we're done. Real close friends. All Me right. Does anybody call it the horn? Uh, yeah, yeah, man. It's around the horn, man. Uh, All right. <laughs> also on NXT, we had a great match between uh, Finn Balor and of course, Mr. Kyle. Hey, why am I blanking on his last name right now? It's O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, a rematch. Um, <laughs> Mr. <and> Kyle. <laughs> Mr. Kyle. <laughs> like a South Park character. <laughs> I'm Mr. Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Kyle. You suck, Cartman. Um, but uh, good match, and Finn makes Kyle submit. I like this, and this goes back to what I was talking about and I don't I don't want to dog on Drew right now but we did talk about it last week and about just how predictable his match with Keith Lee was mm-hmm. and this is kind of what I was talking about Finn avoided that he won with a move that I don't recall him ever winning a match with before the submission hold um I don't, has he I don't think so I, I, I don't recall him ever winning by submission uh Maybe once, and I'm saying maybe just to cover bases, maybe. but I don't know. Right. I, well, it doesn't um, stick either, out. Well, either way, even if it has been once, still, the, the point is that he didn't rely on the same old finish all the time. Right. And he did something that made sense within the context of the story of this match. And he doesn't have to always get his stuff in. Right. He, 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 went, he won the match in a logical, believable, sensible way that told this story and makes his future matches less predictable and more exciting. Because now when he gets that submission hold on, it's a believable false finish. Yeah. Or or a believable true finish. Yeah. <laughs> so um, now he's got another way that he has established that he can win a match. And so this is long-term big picture wrestling. It is avoiding the the um, the the stuff I've, that I've been talking about, the vacuum wrestling. It's avoiding it. Yeah, and I, I liked it, and I'm glad Finn won. Yes, no, I thought it was a great match. Uh, glad Finn won. Of course, we both would have rather, I think, seen Pete Dunn and Finn in this match. But I wonder if they're saving it for a bigger occasion rather than maybe. A USA Network. Yeah, maybe we're waiting for maybe a takeover. Yeah which I'm, I'm totally fine. I want that match. We need to, I yeah. want to have it. Please give it to if us. They weren't going to have it though. I don't think they should have had him lose to him. Yeah. Be done lose to Kyle Riley. Have somebody else in that spot. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see. I, I think he'll get there eventually. And I think we will get that match at some point. 
But yes, remember, fans, it's not Bizarro World when you can't predict what happens. It's actually what we like yes. in watching a match. Uh, but speaking of Bizarro World... <laughs> and, things go, that, and things you can't predict. That's right. Let's go over to AEW and let's talk about the Snoop Dio Double Jizzle. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, first off, love that remix of Cody's entrance music. I thought it was yeah. fire. It was awesome. And I'm like, okay, got Snoop in here. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be cool. What are you doing? Climbing the rope, Snoop. What is going on, man? And that had to be if McMahon is, is synonymous with having the worst stunner cell ever. <laughs> Snoop has got to be the worst splash from the top I've ever seen. <laughs> it made Tamina's look like Rob Van Dam's. <laughs> <laughs> man uh yeah yeah I, and like he just like laid there for a few seconds after he hit it too. like i don't know what that was um but you know props to the guy for trying i love that he climbed the ropes and then was like he's too far away bring him closer bring him closer <laughs> it was um, fantastic yeah, uh, you know, that's one of those moments. If, if that happened, by the way, in WWE, people would be crapping all over it. But because it was AEW, it was awesome. Um, I, I, it, yeah, it's one of those, that was a sports entertainment moment. Yeah. Let's be real. And I was talking about how they AEW needs to be more in the entertainment realm if they want to pull in those mainstream viewers. And that's exactly what this was. And there's nothing wrong with that. You still got all the wrestling you like too. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was a fun little moment and the worst splash in the history of wrestling. And, but you know what? That's why we're talking about it. Yep. So I, I mean, I, I just book it now. It's going to be Cody Snoop and red velvet versus Jericho Shaq and Jade Cargill. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. All right. I want to see Jade versus Snoop. That's what I'm waiting for. Give me I, that. that. Yeah, that's true. Or, I mean, we could just blow the roof off and have Shaq versus Snoop. <laughs> that's where the you money is you say that as a joke but if <laughs> they did that, <laughs> that it would i promise you it would blow away any previous buy rate they've had probably I, yeah. yeah i there's no way it couldn't it's like snoop's gonna wrestle Shaq. okay <laughs> you, you got my 40 bucks i want to see it <laughs> i'd buy it yeah, yeah. oh my god <laughs> hire but, us hire us now i will say <laughs> We and I, and again, sports entertainment wise, the Snoop stuff was awesome. Yeah, but from a wrestling fan, awesome standpoint, gotta talk about the Bullet Club, the club, or whatever you want to call them. They got the band back together, mm -hmm. and you got Kenny Omega. And of course, we see we saw the good brothers come on over. Of course, coming up this Saturday is hard to kill. Right. We're going to get that crossover event, that six-man tag. Um, but, of course, Good Brothers show up uh, and, and help Kenny. And then out come the Young Bucks to see me like, what are you doing? What's, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then, nope, they're on the side too. Boom. And they're back together. Uh, and, I mean, that's huge. That, that is huge for AEW. And hopefully they know where to go with this. Uh, yeah uh i mean i don't do, know i don't know yeah. where to go with it myself i mean you've got some decent factions built with several members i mean you, you've got um 
uh, Eddie Kingston and the right. family. Um, you've got, uh, I, I, yeah, I'm, again, I'm blanking on names, Jericho and company. Uh, oh yeah. The inner circle, inner circle. Um, so you have some ready built teams of the same size that you could go against who, who by the way, have, have not inducted Mr. Kyle. No, no. Mr. Kyle is not in the inner circle. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you mean, you mean in, in Jericho and company in Jericho and company. Yes. <laughs> Jericho and Jer- company does not include Mr. Kyle. It's Jericho and company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you. Cha-ching, baby. <laughs> Get the mad ducats. Um, but yeah, no, Bullet Club, big stuff. What is going on? Mad ducats? <laughs> yeah, what is man. happening? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Yeah. Bullet Club. So, yeah, I, I never... I, I, I've seen a little bit of New Japan, but I was never really into it. So I don't have a lot of familiarity with the Bullet Club. I know it's definitely very cool for fans of New Japan pro wrestling, and it's probably even cooler for the fans who like to pretend they're fans of New Japan pro wrestling. <laughs> um, they're they're probably the loudest of all about how cool this is. Um, but hopefully, you know, I it's definitely cool. Uh, I, I'm curious to see what kind of effect it has on business. If it, you know, if it's, if there's enough of an appeal outside of the audience they already have, uh, that I'm not sure about. But I mean do it anyway i mean it, yeah know, it's something different it's something cool it's taking advantage of this of this uh working relationship that they have with impact and uh i mean why wouldn't you do it yeah you have the opportunity and plus i mean it it helps your brand it helps impact mm-hmm. um it is probably going to help your international viewership because mm-hmm. you got people overseas that are big new japan fans they might mm-hmm. be like oh bullet club it's on AEW. Okay. Yeah, we got them here. We're going to check them out there too. So you might get some crossover and mm-hmm. some more international buys when it comes to your pay-per-views or even just views on international cable. So yeah, no, I love it. I think it's great. And again, it, it's still wait and see because we got to see what they do with it. Because right. if you don't if you don't have something planned, you don't do something good with it, it doesn't really matter. So right. so we will have to wait and see. Um jumping into SmackDown. Big E and Apollo Crews. I loved this. Yes. This is what I've been waiting for out of Apollo Crews since he joined the company. Um, I talked last week about how he was the athletic guy who came out and never did anything interesting. And that changed on this past Friday SmackDown. He was interesting. He finally had a fire. Mm-hmm. He showed he showed a desire to win. He showed aggression. He showed a side to himself that we hadn't seen before. And as long as this keeps up now, this is when it's going to stick. Um, It was a a great match. I think easily the best match he's had Mm -hmm. since being a part of the company. Uh, I really liked it. Um, I think Biggie was the right call for now Mm -hmm. to, to go over because I think Apollo losing despite having that extra oomph and having that extra fire is part of his story right now. Uh, and then, uh, well, he, he was on talking smack. We'll talk about that. Do you have any comments on the match before we talk about talking smack? No, I just want to echo. I love the match. I thought it was great. And again, yeah. I, think, I think this is, uh, easily Apollo's best performance. Yeah. Um, and I do like the new edge, the new, like the fire. Um, and yeah, I think Biggie's the right call for the win right now. I think down the road, it would be an easy switch to flip 
because mm-hmm. I think Big E is destined for a bigger title. I think he's a big world champion. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying it'll be this year, but I think it's, mm-hmm. I think it's coming. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I just echo the same things. But yeah, because I didn't get a chance to see Talking Smack. I have to watch it as soon as we're done recording. And you're going to tell everybody else why, because it was awesome. And Apollo Crews was on there. And, you know, Paul Heyman uh, has been co-hosting Talking Smack lately with Caleb Braxton, who, by the way, I love. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm developing a little wrestling crush on Caleb Braxton. I love Caleb Braxton. Um, Oh, real quick, just because we mentioned Caleb Braxton. Shame, 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 shame on the Twitter sphere and those pieces of crap that send her lewd and crude stuff, which is why she's deactivated her Twitter now. Yeah. Uh, it's uncalled for. Those comments have no place on the internet. Uh, leave them off. I'm not even going to. And, and, and making fun of her for getting COVID twice. Yeah. It's so like, really? Come on people yeah. be better and do better. Yep. I, I, that, Yeah. Yeah. Hit a nerve. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. She's, she's such a sweet person from everything that I know. Um, but uh, Paul, Paul Heyman's been co-hosting with her the last I don't know, month or so. And Apollo Cruz was on there and uh, um, you know, Paul says the things he wants to say. And uh, he, he, he prepped Apollo that he was about to say something that was going to upset him. Uh, and he did. And boy, <laughs> did he. Uh, wow. If you haven't seen this, it is worth your nine 99 for the month just mm-hmm. to see this. Um, because he, he tells Apollo that he understands he's upset that he didn't win, but it was his own fault because he should have given himself time to prepare for a rematch rather than rushing into it and basically handing the win to big E by not allowing himself to prepare and he said something along the lines of, and most of this is word for word. Uh, it's not an exact word for word. I don't have the transcript in front of me, but the big parts of this are word for word. Uh, he said he, he basically invited Biggie, he being Apollo, Apollo invited Biggie to Apollo's house, let him in, allowed him to, and I quote this, make love to his wife <laughs> and become a father to his children. and man the look on apollo's face it was just it was the next step it was the next step from what we saw on smackdown and it was more evolution of apollo and and paul Heyman. i must call him paul e paul Heyman gave him another opportunity to take it to the next level and to to keep going with what he had started and uh, paul was awesome and Apollo was awesome, and uh, they they did a soft exit. Kayla didn't even uh, close the show after Heyman was done talking. They they just cut. That was it. That was the end of the show. Because um, how do you? I mean, how do you say? All right, well, that's it for talking smack. After somebody says something like that yeah. to somebody, uh, it man, it was tremendous. I everyone needs to be watching Talking Smack and Raw Talk. Not every week do you get something that's blow away, but almost every week somebody really delivers on something and you get to see a little more of who these people are as performers when they don't always get the chance to show it on the regular weekly shows. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I didn't get a chance to see it. I am definitely going to watch it as soon as we're done. Even just the description 
I'm just like, God, I got it. It sounds so good. Um, it was. Let's move on uh, to Sonia Deville, who returned last week and is back again this week and is seemingly the assistant to Adam Pierce. Yeah. Where do you think they're going with this? I don't know. It's a little, I, I am a little disappointed. We didn't get even just a throwaway line. Cause I mean, she lost a match that meant she had to leave and then she just pops back up and there's no explanation. Like, Oh, she mentioned that, but they didn't explain why she was back. Not that yeah. I remember. So uh, maybe we'll, maybe that's part of the story. Maybe we'll get that at some point. Um, I mean, I like it fine. This kind of reminds me of, you know, Paige at that one point mm-hmm. was brought in to kind of make sure the women's division is cracking and, and, and doing good stuff, almost like a women's GM, uh, even though that's not what they're calling it, but that's kind of how it was kind of presented with how she talked about it. Um, so I don't know. Cause I, I don't know if there, what, what the story could be if there's something we don't know personally about Sonya, which is keeping her from getting back in the ring. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Like, why is she not getting in the ring? Or maybe maybe it's because, I mean, and we'll talk about this more in a minute as well. They, they can't even find time to put their Raw Women's Champion on television. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, they reason that, well, th- they don't have a lot of time for her to wrestle on TV, but she was really making waves with her mic work and with her talking. And so maybe they said, hey, we've got this where you can at least be on TV and keep talking which is what was really working for you. Not that she wasn't good in the ring. She no. was, but her, her mic work was amazing. Uh, her promos were just really, really among the best. And so maybe, I mean, I'm just speculating. I don't yeah. know. Or maybe like you said, maybe it's something we don't know. And there's something that's keeping her. Maybe there's an undisclosed wrestling. injury. We don't know about that. She's still nursing or recovering from who knows. I mean, it could literally be anything mm-hmm. um, or it could be, you know, we're going to, Kind of play her up, keep your keep her in your minds, and then when the rumble hits, boom, surprise entrant, kind of. Or maybe she uses her power to insert herself into the rumble. <laughs> the rumble might give us some answers. If she's not in the rumble, that, and, that will be interesting. Yeah, that is when we'll really start to be like, okay, what is going on? Right. Um, so yeah, but glad to have her back. And yes. Um also backstage segment from Bianca as she declared yeah, herself Bianca. for the rumble, Bianca Belair, as well as Bailey was there too. And mm-hmm. I was just, I was just watching Bianca and she's just one of those, she's just doing every little thing, right? Mm-hmm. Just her facial expressions, her mannerisms, the way she plays off of people, man, she's going to be a star. Um, my, my gut is pulling for her to win the rumble right now. But I also wonder if it might be a little too soon. Yeah. But then I also wonder if she doesn't win, would next year be too late? So mm. <laughs> uh, the timing on this is tough. You, you, you want the general audience to be on board. Yes. And it's so hard to tell right now in the Thunderdome era when you don't have live crowds mm-hmm. who the general audience is on board with. That's why I was talking about the Street Profits winning the vote for tag team of the year. We know now that the general audience is on board with the street profits. Yeah. Um, but when we don't have something like that to go off of, who can tell? So 
I'm on board with Bianca, but she hasn't been around that long on the main roster. So I just wonder if other people who weren't familiar with her in NXT are on board. She's so charismatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, almost two years ago to the day, uh, our friend Shane and I went to an NXT house show. Uh, you were invited. You didn't come. Yep. Um, and uh, <laughs> she was there wrestling Rhea Ripley. Yep. And uh, I remember there were some in the crowd. She, she got a lot of support, but there were some in the crowd that were just crapping on her uh, for no reason other than she wasn't their established favorite. She wasn't the one that, you know, they, she wasn't at the top of the card. Yeah. She was fairly new at the time. They, they just didn't know who she was. They were also crapping on uh, who else? Um, who did Keith Lee wrestle? They were, they were crapping on all sorts of people who have gone on to be something better than you know yeah enhancement talent right and um the the rest of the crowd turned on those people and uh we started booing them and uh just the smile on her face when we all got behind her that night uh made it worth it Mm. and uh it it was great and she she kind of taunted the the naysayers from the ring that night and and won the match. She beat Rhea Ripley that night. Mm-hmm. She was still undefeated at that time. <laughs> and uh, despite the fact that Rhea Ripley was NXT uh, UK Women's Champion at the time, mm-hmm. uh, Bianca got a clean win over her on that day. But uh, I just wonder if others would who aren't as familiar with her would react to a Rumble win in that way. Right. And it wouldn't be fair to her because I tell you, she when she's given an opportunity she's going to make the best of it and it's it's going to be fantastic yeah um and and the more you talk about it and i'm thinking about the rumble because it is my favorite pay-per-view of the year and i love what comes out of it how it, it um influences wrestlemania and i yeah i think bianca is definitely one of the top two to three favorites to win mm-hmm if she doesn't, I, 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 you're you're right. I think it, it might be too soon if she were to win this year. But you're right. Next year might be too late. But the constellation to that is you could have her win the money in the bank. And that would be kind of in the mid of the year. So then that might be the sweet spot for her. Money in the bank might be the sweet spot for her. And I said, we go back to, again, Rhea Ripley predictions. And now I, I think about it, I was like, Maybe Rhea wins the Rumble because fans got to be familiar with her through last year, even though, yes, she's been losing on NXT, but she was on WrestleMania. That's a big deal. And she comes into the Rumble, surprise entrance, wins. Charlotte ends up beating Asuka for the belt. (laughs) Again. She challenges Charlotte to a WrestleMania rematch yeah. and gets the win. I could see that. I could see it. I could. I, I mean, I would write it. It's. I think that's as good, if not better than some of the other ideas we've seen them go through with. <laughs> so we have another weekly Rhea Ripley prediction. Yes, we, we do. do. Okay. And that one just spontaneously thought about it. But uh, yeah, so it'd be interesting. Uh, I would not be upset if Bianca won. Um, cause I under, I appreciate Bianca. I like Bianca. I know what she's doing and she does it great, but you're right. Do enough other people appreciate it to where they'll Yet. pull the trigger right, and put that faith into her. So, right. um, 
Has but, she whipped anyone with her hair on the main roster yet? I don't think she has. I don't think she has. I don't think they've really played the I, hair up yet. I love how she doesn't do that all the time. How she doesn't rely on that to yeah. get herself over. And she'll pull that out at a special moment and, and make it memorable. I love that. She knows what she's doing. Yes. She knows what she's doing. I love her. And and we mentioned the Street Profits and about, you know, were we were they over? And yes, they were. And we got that. And yay, they're over. What are we going to do? Make them lose. <laughs> take the titles. Let's take the belts off of them. As we move into our next uh, talking point, which is Rude and Ziggler are your new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> oh, yeah. boy. I love uh, me some SmackDown, but I wasn't, I wasn't pleased with this. Yeah, I'm not feeling this. And I, I, this is no slight to Robert Roode or <laughs> to Dolph Ziggler, two incredible performers, but it's just like, it just doesn't make sense to me. And I, I, I enjoy a real tag team, not tag team made of singles. Yeah. I enjoy a real tag team having the titles. And like we said, they, they won tag team. The fans voted them as tag team of the year. So the fans like them. Yep. And the timing of it is odd. Um, uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's a plan. Uh, maybe maybe they do a rematch at Rumble and they win it back and they do it just so they can have a title change on the Rumble. Could be. We'll see. Um, Are they two-time or one time champ. I don't even know how that works. Um where they were raw tag champions and then when they got traded to SmackDown they just switched the titles with the new day. So does that make them two time champions? Or was this one interrupt one uninterrupted reign? My opinion is you look at it as one interrupted uninterrupted reign. Um at the same time they are former Raw tag team champions and former SmackDown tag team champions. Yes. So it's oh goodness. <laughs> I don't know. I, that's one of those little asterisk in the history book for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I yeah. think what they should have, this is way, we're way past the ex- expiration date on this idea. But when they did that switch, what I would have done is I would have booked a match between the two teams, had one of them win. And so now they're the new champions for the brand they're moving to, and then vacated the titles for the other tag titles and had a tournament. Yeah. I think that would that I think and you get big numbers on that mat on that show on Monday or on SmackDown, whichever show you decide to put it on. Yeah. You get that big title change, would have been good for ratings, but oh well. Hire us. Hire us. Um anyway, uh moving on to Mr. Adam Pierce, who is your number one contender for the SmackDown. <laughs> Or you know what I love. Championship. You know what I love about this. I love how mad it's making people. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I love about this. By the way, this isn't directly related to this, but it's kind of tangent to it. Um, I think my favorite tweet that I saw this week was: uh, "If Drew McIntyre can't make the Royal Rumble, then they should at least have Goldberg win the Royal Rumble to keep the fans happy." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that Adam. Pat- I can't. I can never say his name right, but yeah. Uh, Adam. <laughs> but yeah i saw uh, that tweet um <laughs> i love that that was some so of the funny. responses to that tweet were great because everybody, <laughs> everybody well almost everybody understood he was being sarcastic 
Uh-huh. Some people that didn't. <laughs> <laughs> of course, always. Always. But the ones who got it were giving them some, some great suggestions to, to follow it up to. It was tremendous. Yeah. Tremendous. But, but look, we, we don't know where they're going with the Adam Pierce thing. It wouldn't surprise me if this match doesn't make it to the Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. If it I, changes to something else or I somebody else is added to it. I don't expect to go to the Royal Rumble. I think yeah. something's going to happen. It's going to end up being Kevin Owens. I yeah, because suddenly he just wasn't there. He yeah, just, they 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 threw him through a table from the top of the Thunderdome, and then suddenly he just he's out of the picture now. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah, so I I, I think KO gets back in there somehow, um, to end up at the Rumble. But uh, as soon as they announced he was in the match, you knew he was winning. Yeah, why else put him in there? You, you knew he was going to be last, mm-hmm. and then once that was confirmed, you knew he had to win. Um face turn for shinsuke nakamura it looks like too and i will say props to shinsuke finally mm-hmm. getting uh a good rub uh and mm-hmm. not being you know thrown into the tag team uh scene mm-hmm. uh i really like that they got him back and made it feel like he's important again mm-hmm. and i mean he can still go i great stuff with daniel great yeah, stuff with daniel yeah i enjoyed it and i love the the handshake at the end between mm-hmm. the two of them, I thought it was tremendous. Absolutely. And he and he was an example of someone who won the Royal Rumble too soon. Yes. They they pushed him because the internet fans wanted it, but the rest of the fans weren't ready for it. Mm-hmm. And so you, you can't do that's why they don't listen to the internet fans most of the time because we don't represent everybody. And so, yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about. I think if if they had just built him through the course of that year with solid programs and solid wins over mid-card, then, then top of the mid-card, and then those who are toying with the main event and built him that way, I think the next year at WrestleMania or the next year at the Royal Rumble, I think he we'd be he'd have a different career right now. Yeah, I agree. Um but glad that he, he that maybe finally we're getting it. We're getting that 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 they get it, and they let him because he clearly has it. Use it, uh, yeah, for a run. Because I mean, honestly, we don't know how much longer Shinsuke has. Right. Um. People don't realize how long he's been wrestling. Yeah. Um. And you know, I think he got to that point. I'm gonna go to the WWE. I'm gonna try and have some good matches and good programs. I'm gonna get paid. <laughs> yeah and then i'm gonna retire i think this is yeah. i think wwe is probably his final stop yeah. um i mean depending on when his contract's up he could go to AEW. um i know he, there was a list i was reading it was like the top 10 most likely wrestlers to possibly go to AEW in the next year so i think shinsuke's contract could be coming up um but he would fit in there fine uh but i i don't think it'd be for a lot of longevity Mm-hmm. I think he's just got a handful of years before he decides, you know, it's time to, to hang it up mm-hmm. uh, or be just really, really part-time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, you know, you knew Adam was going to be the one that ended up winning uh, even though it was, it was Roman and Jay coming out there, beating the crap out of Shinsuke, then beating the crap out of him and putting him on top of him. So I am interested to see the next chapter of that going into uh, this upcoming Friday. So I think there are more twists coming. Yes. Yes. Right. We're definitely not done. And again, I, I do not think when we get to rumble, we're going to see Adam Pierce versus Roman Reigns. I just don't think, I don't think so. Either. Um, 
Um, let's move on over to Raw. And Raw this week is brought to you by the new fragrance, Distraction. That's right, Distraction. As we had like five distraction finishers <laughs> on the show. And that has me. Stupid faces. Steaming. <laughs> Stupid faces. Urgh! Anyway, um, anyway, that, I, that, I'll get off my high horse on that. Uh, let's jump into Rick and Lacey. It's never stopped me. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> and I guess this is where they were going. So it was a setup last week. Yeah. And I'm happy that it was a setup. But at the same time, I don't know how happy I am about Ric Flair and Lacey Evans and that image. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, here's what I like. Again, we were talking about it earlier. Didn't see it coming. Right. Uh, they, they were playing Charlotte up as the heel. And we were talking last week how Charlotte can't stay a face. Like she's inevitably going to be heel. That's still true, by the yes. way. Yeah, that, she that will inevitably yeah it hasn't changed Um, it's just not happening right now but um yeah i I liked the swerve and that it was rick who turned and not charlotte um uh lacy's stupid laugh still annoys the crap out of me Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but uh you know it's something fun that i didn't see coming and it's rick back in his wheelhouse oh yeah um, the the wheelhouse he's been in charge of for for 110 years now and um a, but it does seem to be a storyline like we talked about last week coming at the expense of a storyline for Asuka the Raw Women's Champion can you not have why can you have 15 storylines going for the guys but can't have more than two or three going for the women yeah uh and a lot of times when they're outperforming the male counterparts yeah. Um, yeah, which has been the case most often for the last five six seven years yes um yeah that's that's the big thing and that kind of ties into uh we want to talk about the double duty that a lot of wrestlers had on this show and how it was very unnecessary it's very confusing yeah Uh, i think you and i we weren't talking during the show but we probably were assuming the same thing that it was related to a a covet outbreak and people who couldn't be there but that's not what we're hearing now if the reports are true that's if the reports are true but they say that like oscar and um it i mean a litany of other people were all backstage right and they just didn't have anything for them it's like excuse me you didn't have anything for them we sat through jeff hardy and jackson Riker, and then immediately jeff hardy and elias again and you couldn't give Part of that I thought about you. I, I knew you were excited to have that. I, I knew you were excited to have that Jeff Elias rematch. Oh, I thought man. about you. And let's talk about how backwards that booking is. You start out with a guitar on a pole match, then you do a symphony of destruction, then a normal match. <laughs> that is backwards booking. You're supposed to build to the gimmick. <laughs> You're supposed to build to the gimmick match. Not start with it. Oh man. But Jeff. Keith Lee, Sheamus, Riddle, they all wrestled twice. Yes. And with, again, with Jeff and Riddle, it was just copy and paste. Mm -hmm. It was the exact same thing. Yeah. (laughs) The exact same thing. Um, But, yeah, and then with Keith and Sheamus, it was, we're going to be in a tag. And that was very odd, too, because they're, you know, they're 
fist bumping it out. It's cool. We're, we're, we're okay. Now we're bros. I respect you. You respect me. We're going to take on the Miz and Morrison. We're going to beat the trash out of them. Uh, break the ring, by the way, <laughs> we talk about, and I don't think that was planned. I think that was, yeah, I was going to say that, that, that seemed like just the angle that he hit the turnbuckle at. Yeah. And it just popped what it did right it. off. Yeah. Um, but then the angle at which he hit the turnbuckle, I think is the way I should have said that. Yes. Um, but then you have the finish and then there's, you know, celebrating in the ring. Everything's all cool. We go to commercial, come back and they're beefing in the ring. <laughs> like what happened during like, the commercial? <laughs> and then they have another great match. Keith Lee picks up the victory, which I was very happy about. And then he goes to give him a fist bump afterwards. No, nah, brother, we got to hug it out. Come here, fella. And it's like, what is going on? <laughs> are you literally writing the show? Like, are you just in their earpiece while they're in the ring telling them? I, I, I feel like they're basing their relationship on the relationship I have with my sister. <laughs> well, now you have to somewhat elaborate. <laughs> people well, don't know how to fighting, fighting, fighting one minute and then hugging the next minute. Okay. Yeah, yeah uh, that's basically what it is. Uh, but yeah, so I, that was again, just so unnecessary. Also, uh, I power bomb her frequently. Every uh, chance I get, I hit her with a spirit bomb that too. Well, sometimes, you know, arguments got to be definitively finished. <laughs> yeah. And that's an exclamation point right there. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so very, just very confusing that you have all this talent and you're not using them. And I don't. I don't get it. Oscar's the one that that really gets me. That's the biggest one. Yes, it's like you, you have a Raw Women's Champion who we haven't seen in two weeks. Yep, maybe more. No, no, two weeks, two weeks, because she was the, the her and Charlotte had a match three weeks ago. Uh, yeah, tag team match. Um, so, oh, yeah. So not only <laughs> let me back this up. Not only is your Raw Women's Champion not on TV, your women's tag team belts. <laughs> aren't being represented on tv either because right. of that um, right. so it's oh come on now if anybody should be doing double duty it's the double champs <laughs> <laughs> you know the double champ should be um but yeah that's just yeah. Ah, i don't get it uh, yeah but you know uh, what i do get you know what i do get you, do you know something i loved from the 90s okay and something that i miss from the 90s although you know i i've been able to re-experience it some lately thanks to some some retro tech but the 90s was when i had the most fun with it Harukin! 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 Yep. oh man you got alexa bliss doing her best ryu and ken uh chun lee too chun lee that's right chun lee had one a lot i think by the end now in the series everybody's got like a fireball but back in the old school days I hit my sister with one last week. <laughs> um, yeah, so to set this up, of course, Drew being out, they were supposed to have Randy versus Drew main event to kind of counter-program the national championship college football game. Um, and, of course, that couldn't happen. So Triple H comes out at the top of the show, and then Randy comes out, and boom, we get a challenge, basically. We're going to have a fight between the two of them. All right. Uh, great. Re- I mean, that's that's a, a quick, good replacement that 
is going to catch eyes. I know it kind of leaked earlier in the day that it was probably going to be what's going to happen, probably on purpose to get people to possibly be like, oh, okay, let's people who weren't going to tune in, tune in because the game's coming to be in the ring again. Um, so we get that. It's your main event. And well, it was a fight, though. A, a fight. Match. Okay. It wasn't a match. <laughs> it was a like, fight. Like, like a playground children's fight. Yes. Like, why not just make it a match? Yeah. Um, but because it was a fight, they could kind of do anything. So they're putting each other, uh, you know, through announce tables. Triple H got the uh, the sledgehammer out from under the ring. And then some fiendish things happened. Lights going out. The sledgehammer bursting into flame. And then Triple H disappeared into thin air yeah, just yeah just, yeah poof, gone <laughs> if nobody asks him next week where he went <laughs> total missed like, opportunity <laughs> so many questions can be answered by this yes like uh, did you know it was coming did you plan it with the fiend or so you know <laughs> give us something where uh, did you go but then lights come up and alexa's there and the fireball right to randy's face um so yeah I thought it was cool. Yeah. It had a cool cool sound effect. It looked great. I didn't see it coming. And, uh, Randy sold it fantastically. Um, I, I like she fought fire with fire. It made perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, Randy, Randy's always just been setting things on fire his whole career. And now, boom, right in his face. Right back at you, boy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this and Alexa, this is, you can say right here and now, Alexa has one up on Hulk Hogan. <laughs> now you knew. have to elaborate. Well, no, because Hulk tried to do this with the warrior <laughs> and yep, it sucked. Yep. <laughs> yep and yep. she got it right. Um, yep. God, that was one of the worst matches ever, that rematch. <laughs> oh, man. As good as the first Hogan Warrior match was. Yeah, that's how uh, bad the second one was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. But yeah, what no. happens when you trade Pat Patterson for Eric Bischoff? Well, <laughs> true, true. Um, but yeah, Alexa blinding Randy. That I, I liked it. I thought it was a great spot. I, I kind of expected to see Alexa this week. I did not expect the fireball. Hands no, down, no. I did not. Still expect waiting the on that demon version. Yes, of Alexa. Every every week, I'm like, this is gonna be the week. And I and and that's what I thought. I thought that's what we were gonna get was the demon version this week. Yeah. At least the image of her just show up, maybe not actually do anything, but it causes the distraction. Mm-hmm. And then Drew would have beat him had it gone on as planned. Yeah. Um, but also when you put doing the fireball gimmick, probably why she's not wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah, good point. Because you don't want to hinder that that effect, that 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 gimmick you got going on. Um, yeah. so I like the added touch of having pain written on her glove. Yes too yeah so that was it's almost like the slow transformation because like a little bit more is happening just like how you know it's starting to she's starting to turn a little bit like the fiend slowly 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 mm-hmm. so maybe that's maybe that is on purpose and part of the build yeah so maybe next week she has another glove that says heal yeah yeah so on and so forth so um but yeah I really loved it. I thought it was great. Um, yeah, it was a fun way to close the show, an exciting way, a cool-looking way. Uh, yeah, good good finish to Raw last night, even if they, they got some other things 
horribly, horribly wrong. Yes. <laughs> Distraction. Anyway. Um, what would that smell like? Oh, man. That's Bobby a- Heenan? <laughs> the king of distractions? Bobby Heenan, possibly Mr. Fuji. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe both um, <laughs> intertwined <laughs> with right. a hint of sherry. Uh, but uh, anyway... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not yeah, taking that any further. <laughs> okay. Um, and we're still working on bonus shows, guys. Uh, I apologize. We haven't had one get put up yet. Schedules have just been kind of crazy trying to find the time. But we do have stuff in the pipe. Um, still got the No Mercy retro review coming. Uh, we got a great idea about a new one to do. Um, yeah. My, uh, my friend and coworker, I know he's listening. He listens every week. Mark Muneal gave us a, a great idea. And so uh, when we get a chance, we're going to sit down and talk about the evolution of kayfabe in wrestling. Uh, mm-hmm. I love that idea from him. And so, uh, yeah, we're going to do that one too. Yeah. And I, I, I don't want to promise it, but we hopefully should have mm-hmm. both of those out this month uh, before mm-hmm. the end of January, we hope. Um, but uh, yeah, that's going to do it for our show. Although I, uh, we do have to do our favorite thing. What's, mm-hmm. what's that one thing that you loved this week? Uh, mine, I, <laughs> for all the wrong reasons, it's Snoop Dogg. <laughs> it's got to be Snoop. That just, it made me laugh. I was entertained. I don't know. It just, I, it brought joy to my heart. <laughs> I wonder if, if the D-O-double-G was trained by J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-T possible yeah could be just something to think about yeah for me this is something that i highly doubt anybody else saw one of my twitter followers and someone that i follow uh tweeted out that uh, someone she knows who is a teacher uh was looking for celebrities to read books to her school kids and uh this this girl who i follow uh uh, retweeted that and tagged a bunch of wrestlers and said, I know this is a long shot, but just in case, here you go. And she got a tweet back from R-Truth. Hey. Who said, so all I have to do is record myself reading a children's book and send it to you. And she said, well, not to me, but to my friend and I'll put you all in touch. And he gave her the thumbs up. And so R-Truth just stepping up and doing something for the sake of, of doing something good for kids and uh, I thought that was really awesome. I love our truth, man. Yeah, we've talked about how how big a fan we both are of of him just over the years. But most recently, the comedy gimmick it suits him. He's entertaining as all get out. And the and the thing is, is I think if he needed to, he could flip that switch, and he could go and ring, no oh, yeah. problem, and have mm-hmm. a great match with somebody seriously and not comic wise mm-hmm. like if they did an angle next week where he comes out in a freaking suit and is all business and is part of the hurt business i'd buy it i wouldn't question it for a second wouldn't he may have, may have ended a pay-per-view against john cena for yeah. the title so mm-hmm. uh yeah props to truth uh I, I, he's one of those i would love to meet just because he seems like he would just be a cool guy to talk to and he just seems very, very nice. 
and props to him for doing that. That that's great. Um, yeah. No questions asked. Well, I guess technically one question asked. Well, um, you do but, this? but well, he asked, "Do I send it to you? Do I just?" Yeah. Record well, that's true. That's true. That question. Uh, but no questions as far as you know. Is this worth doing? What do I get out of this? Yeah. Um, is this legit? He just he was ready to do it, and so I thought that was just awesome. So I guess for kids, I'm in. I'm in. Yep. That's awesome. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I did figure out. There's another bonus show we have to do. We, have, oh, we haven't discussed this. No, we haven't. Um, we have to have a discussion. And I mean, I think this could, this could, I mean, this would be a long one. This, oh, would, God. this would be something that would probably take minimum, minimum hour and a half to two hours mm-hmm. to do this show. It would be a huge bonus episode, but it would be who had the best hose in the WWF, was it Hacksaw Jim Duggan, or was it the Godfather? <laughs> I'm totally kidding. We're not doing that show. I just needed to to get a little rib in on Steve for an inside <laughs> joke there. <laughs> no, well, only inside if they haven't listened to our Royal Rumble 90 show. That's true. If you're in the know, we love you. Thanks for being part of the show and listening. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe. You can find us at Plus WrestleCast on Twitter. That's P-L-U-S WrestleCast. You can find me at Timothy K. You can find Steve at Bizarro Doom. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search for the Positively Wrestling Podcast. We will be back again next week, of course, with our continued talk about this entertainment, the sport that we love that is professional wrestling uh steve any parting words my friend uh have a good week everybody yeah hang in there people we'll see you next week on positively wrestling